Hey there, Brandy here. This is part four in a four-part series. If you're looking for parts one, two, or three, you want to go back to episodes eight, nine, or ten. Otherwise, enjoy. Hey there. Welcome to BSing with Brandy, where my mission is to help you get shit done. I'm your host, Brandy Good, and today we're going to talk about something more on the personal side of business, the emotional roller coaster of entrepreneurship, business, being your own boss, Um, the idea of finding your passion. (laughs) For those of you who are just listening to the audio version, that was in air quotes. Um, And I'm probably going to get a little more vulnerable than usual about all of these things on this um, episode. So, Our topic today was kind of last minute. I had something else planned, but I bumped it back because I had all these thoughts swirling in my head the last couple weeks, uh, and this stuff was just dying to come out. So instead of the nice, planned, organized episode (laughs) that you were supposed to get this week, uh, you're going to get something a little bit more off the cuff, a little bit more casual, um, hopefully still entertaining and valuable, and also a little bit sniffly and scratchy because I am fighting a cold right now. (laughs) Jan Barnes, who runs Vintage Contingent, um, if you look her up on Facebook, you'll find her page. And again, I will also link to her page in the show notes. Um, So she... She is helping women. I know I don't want to say women over 50 because I know she has people in her audience who are fans of hers who are under 50, but I think she's focused on women over 50 um, who just want to look better, want to feel better, uh, just kind of want to live a better life, right? And so her question is, uh, I don't have a rags to riches story or a why that will make everyone cry? Should I use a teammates or just not have a story? So, okay, I'm gonna take uh, a drink break because I have thoughts about this. Um, So let's address the first thing, should I use a teammates story? Um, People out there might disagree with, with this, but in Jan's case, I would say absolutely no. So, because I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of her colleagues maybe have like visionary or inspirational stories that she could use. The problem is when you are your business, you, you need to connect with your audience. So, um, like if I, if I sat here and said, okay, this is why I do what I do. And then I told you about somebody else's inspirational story, it wouldn't be as effective. Um, so absolutely don't use someone else's story. Um, and then when she says, should I just not have a story? Here's the thing is everyone's got a story. Um, God, I uh, sound like that character off of Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> everyone has a story. Um, it's true though, as trite as it sounds, everyone has a story. The problem is, is that some of us just don't 
don't realize don't realize it and I can relate because here's the thing uh, so I felt for a long time that like my business I needed a story for my business and the story that I had didn't really match up with what I was doing so when I was doing all the social media stuff and then talking about um, you know like the stress of my nine-to-five and my husband's health and dealing with all of those things they didn't they didn't mesh uh, when I when I would talk about them together it felt a little bit disingenuous because it was like I was trying to force them together to garner sympathy from people that's what it felt like um, and I kind of felt I was like well if I, I I did feel the pressure to have that like inspirational story that makes everyone break down in tears um, that kind of goes back to the I don't have that like that vision or that passion something must be wrong with me or I must not be a good entrepreneur and so like I knew I had a story of like why I was doing what I was doing but like I said it it didn't naturally match up with my business um, and the thing is maybe if I went back in time knowing what I know now maybe I could make those connections but I just didn't see them then uh, part of that is self-awareness and just knowing myself better and knowing myself as a business owner better but what happened when my husband got his heart transplant uh, after after that it I had a lot of time to think obviously and so then it became clear that maybe what I was doing wasn't really making me happy and what did I like doing and oh hey imagine that what I liked doing was much more closely related to the story that I had um, and they fit nicely together and they made sense and so when I talk about all of my husband's health issues and how how that um, has affected how I do business um, but also what I do it it's a natural fit I don't feel like I'm forcing it anymore uh, and and I know I'm not forcing it because I've had other people say the same thing like oh this all fits together it all makes sense <laughs> whereas I had never gotten comments like that before so I'm going to pull up bear with me a second I actually because I follow Jen on Facebook she's part of our community obviously um, but you know she says oh I don't have a rags to riches uh, story or a why that would make everyone cry but she still has a story that is probably gonna resonate with a lot of people uh, maybe it's not something that Oprah is gonna feature somewhere I don't know what Oprah even does anymore does she still have a show does she still have a magazine does she still have a network <laughs> I don't know um, but all that's important is that your story resonates with the people that you want to serve right um, 
And there are people out there that actually do workshops on like crafting your story and stuff. So I'm probably going to butcher this, but, um, she posts, she's very open on her Facebook page. So she talks about business and personal stuff. And when I read her question, there, there were a couple posts that I had. I'm like, I have a, a few memories of some of these posts and I am, I am sure that, you know, I could talk about what Jan's story is. <laughs> so either she doesn't recognize what her story is, or she just thinks it's not good enough, um, which is a boat that I've been in. Oh, your story isn't good enough. It's not dramatic enough. You know, nobody almost died or, you know, yeah, it, unfortunately it often, uh, takes that kind of thing to make us, to make us change. Um, so I'm going to read a couple snippets from a couple of her Facebook page posts. Uh, so the, so here's one, uh, I'm quoting Jan directly on her Facebook page. So, and she posted, this was with a quote. So she posted a quote. Um, I'm not sure who originally wrote the quote, but it's remember that once you dreamed of being where you are now, and here's what she said about it. Uh, I tend to forget that I am achieving things now that I never thought possible for me. I know that someone out there needs to hear what I have to say and the support I can give you to improve your life, whether that be mentally, physically, or financially. So there's that. And then another snippet, I became an artist, so I would get paid commissions on anyone under me, under me, but most importantly, I wanted to help any new team members get started and support them as they began their own business. So, and also I tried to find a post. I know it's something Jan has talked about, but I couldn't remember if it was something she had talked about on her page or maybe just something we had talked about in our community. Um, you know, about you retire and then you have all this time to, you know, think about, well, what are some other things I like to do to keep myself busy? And you, you start to find things that you really enjoy that maybe were passions, but you'd never had time to pursue them. Or maybe it's something new that you never even thought of. So you find something to do just because you don't want to get bored or you want some extra spending cash um, after retirement. And then and that's, that's, I feel like at a very, very high broad level, that's Jan's story. The thing is, that's a story that's going to resonate with so many people, <laughs> so many people are in the same boat. Um, they've retired and now they're like, what do I do with myself? Or they've retired and suddenly mentally, physically, they just start to feel shitty. Um, you know, she can help you to two prongs. You know, if you want to get into her same business, she wants to support you. But if you're just a customer, and you want to just feel better so that you can enjoy your retirement, um, she can help you with that too. So 
she is going through or she she did go through the same thing that her potential audience either is about to go through or is going through so she is her audience before she made the changes wait did I say that backwards her her audience is where she was you know five years ago uh, and so there's definitely a story there and just because it's not something that is gonna be made into like a Hollywood blockbuster doesn't mean it's not something that's gonna connect with a lot of people uh, so I think that's just the thing you just have to recognize that yeah some people have really dramatic stories those tend to be the people who you hear about all the time because they're the ones who get speaking engagements um, they're the ones who are featured on the news right because the big dramatic things that's what draws the crowd that's what makes makes the the news um, people who have what are maybe not everyday things but not those big dramatic a story things going on they're probably going to be more relatable uh, than I'm trying to I'm trying to think of people to contrast but I can't right now uh, my brain is going a blank like I went to a a conference one year and the keynote speaker was a guy that had climbed Everest um, and so he was talking about like his whole the whole point of his thing was overcoming obstacles right and pushing through uh, which was great and maybe relatable but being couched in the whole idea of climbing Mount Everest I was like can't relate <laughs> can't relate at all um, Whereas someone who is talking about uh, overcoming obstacles in terms of uh, deciding which direction they want to take their business. Not as dramatic, but I certainly can relate to that. And who am I going to pay to go see or listen to? Well, it's not going to be Mr. Mount Everest. I can tell you that. <laughs> so... Um, yeah your story doesn't have to be the big tearjerker um it just has to resonate with your audience have i said that enough okay <laughs> moving on <laughs> all right so now on to the second part of jody's question so she is also wondering how do you deal with the frustration or with the frustrating downtimes of business? Like when things feel like they aren't moving forward, sales are down, things aren't working the way you want, etc. So how do I deal with it? Um, I probably have dealt with it in a lot of not productive ways in the past. Um, and uh, this one is funny. So. I can offer lots of advice, lots of it I have never taken. Um, so, okay, for me, 
when things aren't going the way I want them to, my immediate impulse is to stop and pivot. That's my immediate impulse. Um, when things get tough, I don't want to power through it. I want to switch to something else that's easier. And that, you know, to reference the ar archetypes, <laughs> that is the probably the peacemaker in me. I just want things to be nice and easy and calm. Uh, so forcing myself through something difficult doesn't come natural to me. <laughs> uh, so that is what I have done a lot in the past. Um, and so the service that I'm offering now is actually the third or fourth kind of incarnation of my business. And the first few were a result of, okay, I'm not getting any traction with this, so let's just switch. And I did that a couple times. And sometimes it worked. Sometimes it took a long time to get traction. Uh, and sometimes it didn't work at all. So this last time where I, I pivoted my business, it's actually something that I thought about and worked through mentally for many, many months before I actually did it. So the thing is, I was, I was in a place where I was able to take the time to figure out maybe what direction I should be going in. Um, I had that luxury. Uh, so for like, for anyone who like financially things are not going well and you have to turn it around quick, otherwise you're going to be in trouble. Um, sometimes the only choice you have is just to pivot, uh, and hope it works out. Uh, <laughs> but Here's the thing that's here's the thing that's become very clear to me and it's something that I still I still struggle with a lot. So when things in business aren't going well, I think and when I say I struggle with this, I say like I find it really really impossible. Uh the key it is partly mindset. Or mindset can have a big impact. If you're focusing on if your focus, your mental emotional focus is on the things that aren't working, then you're probably missing out on the things that are going well. So if there is one thing in your business that does seem to be going well, no matter what that is, put more focus on that thing. And it, this may be like a temporary measure until you get other things on track. It may be that this is going to take your business in a new direction. Um, you know, so it could be the start of something wonderful or it could just be a temporary patch uh, until you can get your tire fixed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I wish I had more like practical advice. But, uh, so something that I did at one point when, uh, like when I was focused on social media and had a period where things 
things weren't going the way I wanted. So I was taking a, a coaching program and one of the first things we had to do, there was like a challenge at the start of it. And it was like, okay, you have five days to create and sell a new product or a new service. So if really you only had five days to get this accomplished and then the world was going to end, but you had to make a thousand dollars before that happened, what, what could you do? Because when we're given a really short timeline, uh, we get creative, right? And so what I did was I came up with a very, very specific service, uh, that was like a one-time coaching thing, but on a very, very specific topic, a coaching and training service. Uh, and then because it was so specific, then I promoted it and got fairly decent uptake on it. Now, the the topic wasn't necessarily something that I was passionate about, but I knew there was a market for it. And I knew because it was so specific, it would be easy to market. And those people weren't necessarily all my target customers, but they definitely needed what I had to offer. And so that was kind of a stopgap. Uh, so I was able to use that to, you know, bring in some more income when the things that I really loved maybe weren't working out. Um, and then that income gave me peace of mind so that I could think more about, okay, like, where am I going? What am I doing? Um, Yeah, this is, it's so hard because it, there's so many things that could go wrong in a business. <laughs> it's sad to say, um, because sometimes it's, you're just not passionate about what you're doing anymore. And that comes through when you're talking about your business, even, even if you, maybe you're not conscious of that. And other people aren't aren't looking at you and going, well, clearly she actually hates what she does. That's not what they're thinking. But the um, the enthusiasm is not there, and people can tell. People will pick up on it. Um, then you know, then there's sometimes you've just gotten off track with your messaging, and you're you're not reaching the right people. There's a mismatch between who you want to help and how, how you're presenting it. Um, sometimes, sometimes people are confused about what you do. And I know like full disclosure right now, I know that is one of my big challenges right now is that people don't totally know what I can do or understand what I can do. Um, because like I was talking earlier about the niching and how I have trouble with that. Um, I, I've been very slowly eliminating things that I will do, but I still have quite a broad, uh, interest or skill set, And so I've struggled to, to niche it down into something where people can, you know, see my like three sentence description and go, okay, I know exactly what she does. So sometimes that's the reason, um, you know, sometimes it's just seasonal. So I know like for me also 
the the patterns of my business so like fall is super busy fall is super busy for client work but I find that fall is almost dead for my marketing <laughs> so when I market in the fall I get not to be honest not a very good response at all uh, worse than at other times of the year uh, so I have more client work but people aren't necessarily shopping right now I think maybe they were shopping in the summer <laughs> so um, sometimes it's just it's just a timing issue um, and this is another one that I struggle with too is that sometimes people like sometimes the problem is your price but it's not that your price is too high it's that people don't understand the value they're getting for the price um, because when people are facing a a bulk payment like one one big payment um, it can be hard to swallow right it's like it's it's sticker shock so they at first glance they just think oh that's expensive and then they go off and find somebody super cheap who does a really shitty job <laughs> Um, I think that's the number one struggle of all web designers. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, just not, not being able to communicate the value that they're getting for the money that they're paying. And, you know, sometimes you have to lay it out with emotions. Sometimes you have to lay it out with facts and figures. Uh you know, like, I try to really emphasize for me, if you hire me to help you with this thing, that is a thing that you don't want to do, that is not your skill set, you can use that time to actually do stuff that you're getting paid for. I try to make that connection. Um, and when I'm hiring people, like, see now, because I've been in business long enough, that when I'm hiring people or looking at paying for things, I can look at it that way, but not everyone is at that place, right? Or um, or they just don't think like that. So um, the way I deal traditionally has been to just come to a full stop and change, which not always the best option. <laughs> um, but the thing is, how do you know when, how do you know when to stop? So if something seems like it's not working, how do you know when to stop and do something else? And how do you know when you just need to push through? And I do not know the answer to that question. If anyone watching or listening knows the answer to that question, let me know. <laughs> um, but downtimes in business, the other things that I do, I definitely try to do, um, I try to market more because maybe it's just a matter of I've, I was busy and so I kind of got lazy with my marketing and now that things are slow, um, 
you know, if I had been marketing the same all along, I would have like consistent, consistent uh, work coming in. But it could just be that the marketing is fine. I just need to do more of it. Um, or uh, the other thing, one of the other things, and again, this is really hard for me um, because I don't, I don't like, like if something's not going well, I don't like talking about it because I feel a little bit like a failure. So, but it's happened a lot in the last eight years of business. Um, but if you have someone or someone's or a community of people or a mastermind group or accountability buddies or anything like that, um, if you have a group of people where you are comfortable talking about how things really aren't going well, then number one, they can offer insights maybe that you haven't thought of. Uh, so that's something that uh, has happened with me here and there, and that's always helpful because someone else might go, well, why don't you just try this? And you're like, in a million years, I never would have thought of that, but that's genius. <laughs> um, so there's that. The other piece of it is just support. Um, but the other, the other part of that is that, you know, when we have those close groups, those close kind of trusting circles, um, those people want each other to succeed. And so if you talk about how your business is struggling or something's not going the way you wanted it to, or your down period has been going a little bit longer than you hoped and you're starting to get worried, those people want to help. And so what naturally is going to happen is that they are going to try to send people your way if they can. So it's like a referral network, but authentic. Um, no shade towards referral networks. Um, <laughs> So it's like your friends uh, pushing business your way that maybe they wouldn't, it wouldn't have been top of their mind to do that because they just thought everything was going okay in your business. Um, yeah, so having that kind of, that kind of group can help a lot because uh, sometimes things aren't going well, but it's not that anything is wrong. It's just, you know some weird combination of whatever factors in the universe have just given you a lull. And if you wait it out, it will be fine. But in the meantime, it sucks. Uh, yeah, it sucks a lot. <laughs> so uh, those are some of the things I do, some more effective than others. <laughs> so this wraps up today's episode of BSing with Brandy. If you enjoyed this topic, you can find more like it at bsingwithbrandy.com. The show notes and the links to the resources and people and courses and websites and things I mentioned will be in those show notes. While you're there, feel free to subscribe to future episodes on the platform of your choice. I wish you all the best getting shit done this week. Bye.